When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice and Israel be glad. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In the pilot episode of the short-lived CBS television drama, Joan of Arcadia, which was, as its title suggests, about a young woman who receives messages from God, not unlike the 15th century French saint Joan of Arc, except here it's all in the context of an American high school in a fictional city in Maryland. In the pilot episode, Joan is arguing with God. God is in this moment appearing to her under the form of a fellow classmate, and Joan is trying to decide if God is really God, or if this is just some kid with a God complex pulling a prank on her. After peppering God with all sorts of questions, an exasperated Joan finally turns to God and says, okay, say you're God. I am God, Joan, is the patient reply. Well, let's see a miracle then, she demands. They're walking down a sidewalk, and so God stops, turns and gestures toward a massive, beautiful oak tree in the yard beside them. That's a tree, Joan retorts with more than a little of her typical teenage angst. Let's see you make one, is God's answer. God, in the form of this teenage boy, smirks and keeps walking right past her. What is it about miracles that captivates us? These things we hope and pray for in hospital rooms these things our skeptical brains tell us to keep at arm's length, so worried about the laws of physics or the stability of the universe. Miracles, the source of a multi-million dollar publishing industry with books claiming to record miraculous occurrences or salvation from near-death experiences. Miracles, these things that, like Joan, we demand from God when we need a sign. We get a double feature of miracles in the gospel this morning. St. John's gospel famously contains seven miracles or seven signs, and we get two of them today in just a handful of verses. In the gospels, miracles are not magic tricks. They're not there to win Jesus' applause or favors or power of any kind. Miracles in the Gospels are signs, these critical parts of the story that help us understand who Jesus is. They are signposts pointing beyond themselves, pointing us to the God revealed in Jesus Christ, pointing us to God's kingdom, pointing us to a truer reality than the one we thought we knew, pointing us to what really is. Like a parable, each one is full of meaning. Each one is a path into the heart of God. 
St. Augustine said, we must ask the miracles themselves what they are telling us about Christ. We must ask the miracles what they are telling us about Christ. We must ask this miraculous meal, 5,000 hungry people fed with just some bread and just some fish. We must ask this nighttime walk, Jesus coming across the dangerous waters to his terrified friends, saying, it is I, do not be afraid. We must ask these signs, what they are telling us about Christ. This is surely a lifetime's work as we get to know these sacred stories and the one of whom they tell. But we could start by noticing just a couple things today. We have a generous, creative God who feeds us when we are hungry, a God who creates abundance out of nothing, who brings life out of death. We who think we must earn God's love, God's generosity, we work and work and give and give. But we have a God who tells us to just stop and sit down on the grass. We have a God who takes what little we have to give, like the boy's meager bread and fish, takes what we have, and in return, showers us with abundance, with plenty, with his very self. And when we're not seated on the grass, when we're in the boat, in the storm, we have a God who comes to us. Even if we can't figure out how he's going to get in the boat, we have a God who says, it's me. I'm right here with you. Don't be afraid. A God who makes the water look a little less choppy and the shore a whole lot closer. These are great signs, great miracles, the depths of which we cannot possibly reach, even if we were to make it our full-time job. But they are here for us. I invite you to meditate on them. To ask yourself St. Augustine's question, what is this telling us about Christ, about our God? Where are we in these great signs? There's another kind of miracle that happens all the time. The sun came up this morning. It's a new day. It's a new week. You are here. You are alive. After so much, you are still here. After such a year. After such a life. What is the miracle of this new day, the miracle of your life, telling you about Christ, about God's love for you? For you are a miracle. You are a sign of God's love to yourself and to everyone else. 
there is so much love for you, friends. I love you. Mother Suzanne loves you. God loves you. So, if you're down for a good miracle, I invite you to relish in the beauty of these signs, the abundance of the leftovers, the staggering excess in the face of scarcity, or the awe-inspiring, dramatic hush of Jesus gliding over the waves. And if miracles are a bit harder for you, if you find it hard to get past the mechanics of the story, don't give up quite yet. Find that signpost. Maybe leave it behind if you need to. And let it point you on, beyond itself, to the thing it's really trying to teach us, to Jesus Christ, to God's abundant love for us in Jesus Christ, for the miracle of Jesus Christ, a miracle that is for you. Amen.